0: You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple.
1: When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noel. Hi, Steve. Today we are going to talk about a topic that, I, you know, this is obviously something that uh, should be discussed and considered before you get married. But I think it's one of those things where people get lost once they are married, which is... You're you're happily married, but to be so, um, some people might feel they have to give up who they really are to accomplish that happiness, um, and so we're going to kind of talk about how you don't really need to do that and how there are some compromises you can make in various things, um, and, you know, oftentimes in our desire to be a solid couple, we forget how important it is to be true to ourselves and to be our own individuals. Um so I guess to, to kind of get things going here, Noel, uh, how do we do it? How do we stay our own person uh, yet enjoy the benefits and joys of being a couple and that togetherness?
0: Well, I think that, that what you said in your lead-in, Steve, is, is very right on, is that we, we do get so excited and happy about the togetherness factor, if mm-hmm. you will, um, is that sometimes we, we get scared of, of being ourselves or expressing our preferences and so forth for a whole host of reasons. And yet that is, unfortunately, a real marriage killer because you married your spouse, and married you for who you are as yourself. And that's something precious to nurture. Um, so what you want to do is look upon those things that you prefer that are different perhaps from what your spouse likes as a way to expand who you are mm-hmm. and not something you have to kind of weed out of your personality or, oh, you know, I used to go to the ballet and I can't do that anymore mm-hmm. kind of thing and just leave it by the wayside. Because it's not an either or. It really isn't. I mean, okay, so he likes country music and you like jazz. Yeah. Okay? that That's common in, in, in you know, music and, and food taste
1: and stuff like For that. For my wife and I, a lot of it's movies. Okay. You know, I you like I like the big shoot 'em ups and 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 sure. and she, you know, if it's got the violence and the gore, she's not really into it all so much.
0: Right. And and she's going to want the, the 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 romance and the um the nurturing and the softer. Yeah kind of movies probably which is which is you know uh, we're just like that but the thing is is that instead of repulsing it and and thinking oh god now i have to go yeah. <laughs> you know for me it was i have to listen to Gundry. <laughs> i can't listen to jazz ever again Is instead is sit down and say okay honey talk to me help me Educate myself, if you will, into, into, as to what's this country music thing all about? What, what turns you on about it? Or like with the movies, you know? What is it about the blow-em-up, nuke-em, squash-em, squish-em that, that you like? Not as in, you stupid male jerk, but <laughs> as in, you man that I love and I want to understand. And, and he on his end needs to come to you with, okay, I, I don't really get this chick flick stuff, but, but sit with me. Talk with me. Tell me what, what is about it that is meaningful to you. And now, now, you have a way of if you will, combining who you are, expanding who you are, and not tossing out pieces of yourself
1: yeah uh you know, um I was just going to say that you know it's it's funny that you bring this up in that manner too because my wife and I've actually had almost those exact conversations where she'll see something on TV that I'm watching she'll and she'll ask what is it about all this violence that you like Or Mm -hmm. what is it? And so then we'll have a conversation about it. And, you know, and some sometimes it's, you know, I'll feel the same way that she does about some of the violence. Like, you know, that's that that violence isn't really necessary, but some violence I might think is necessary to tell the story. And and so we do have those conversations, which she then has a better understanding of, you know, she just doesn't take it as a blanket. Like, oh, things are blowing up. He'll like it. But she has a, a deeper understanding of the things that I enjoy.
0: And the other part of that, too, Steve, is she does not then feel obligated to sit with you with, through every violent movie.
1: No, exactly, exactly.
0: But she has a better understanding, so she won't put you down or diss you or anything else. You go, oh, God, not that again. You know, and, and vice versa. So yeah. it's not that we have to then, you know, it's not like I had to then sit through every piece of country music. Yeah. But at least I wasn't, you know, having a hissy.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah. And vice versa. You know, I had her explain to me what the appeal of the Twilight movies were, you know. Okay, <laughs> so, <sure. laughs> so um, I mean, you know, it's, it's all, you know, we're talking about music and, and movie differences and those aren't really earth shattering, important um, items on the docket. But um, what about some of the deeper issues like opposite sides of political philosophies or are on the religious spectrum?
0: You're right. Those can be a lot thornier, you know? But it's basically the same principle, Steve. It is go towards expanding your understanding <laughs> of the other side and, and very important, sharing yours. And with things like politics or religion, I found that the easiest way to get there is to go up a notch to what I call common ground. Mm, okay. For example, I don't care if you're a Democrat and she's a Republican or vice versa or whatever – Both of you are going to want the country to thrive. Yes. I I don't know of anybody who lives in this country and, and, you know, is a true blue American who wants this country to to disintegrate. Mm -hmm. So that, if you will, is common ground. You both want the country to thrive, but you have very different ways of seeing how it can get there. Mm -hmm. Now we're just talking about opinion. And so it becomes less charged because you can agree on something. You want the country to thrive. And then you can start exploring, just like you do with music or movies. It's really no different. Okay, well, what do you think about the Republican conservative fiscal philosophy is beneficial to the country? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you, you're <laughs> just an you know, unsocial, <laughs> yeah. people-hating, money grabbing <laughs> person. And, and whatever, you know, vice versa. I, I'm sounding a little more facetious than I mean to be because really, really, truly – You know, the Republicans, the Democrats, the independents want this country to thrive. They just have different ways of getting there. And when you start getting into that mindset, it's much easier to talk about it as opposed to put down the other person. And And the same whole – I'm sorry?
1: I was just going to say and it's important to remember that these are opinions, and so there are no right and wrong answers that – you know, that sort of thing that I think a lot of people get caught up in.
0: Exactly, and especially between spouses. Yes. Especially between spouses. I mean – it's it's really fascinating if you look at any of our recent presidents and, and how they operate, is that they are forced to take both positions, if not even more, into account as they navigate their way through. hmm So if they have to do it <laughs> Yeah surely we can make an effort. And let me touch on the religion one too for a moment if I may, Steve, because yeah. I think this is very to the core for a lot of people is let's say of the spouses, one of you is religious. No mm-hmm. matter what which brand. But one of you is religious and you and you like to go to church or synagogue or temple and that means a lot to you, maybe you even go to a Bible or a Torah study, something like that. And the other one is more if if I can call it spirit oriented. It's like, you know, well it's everywhere. I see it in nature. I, I, I don't need a church. I don't want a church and so forth. Mm-hmm. Again, if you go to higher ground, to common ground between you, what are you both really saying? You're both saying you want a good life. Mhm and you probably want a good life for others. You just have different ways of getting there, and neither one of them are hurtful. It's not hurtful to go to a church or a temple synagogue. It's not hurtful to sit at home and just kind of bask under the trees. Yeah. It's different, simply different opinions, and your point was very well made, Steve, which is opinions are simply ways we look at things. They're not right. They're not wrong.
1: And and so when you're... You... You, you begin to then understand rather than defend your position. Um, I mean, that really sounds like there's a, a, an attitude shift going on there.
0: There certainly is, Steve. Because the thing is, when we defend, it's because we feel attacked. And our natural impulse is then to attack back. We either dismiss the other person's point of view or we devalue it in some way and say, you know something, I go, that's all baloney. How can you think that? That's so stupid. We do things like that, which do what to the couple? They separate you. Mm -hmm. And yet all you're trying to do here is respect your individual differences. Yeah. So coming back to that. So it is an attitude shift. And if you veer towards understanding rather than towards defending, what you'll find is you can both be yourself be a couple that is what we're striving for
1: and you know this is something we talked about in the very beginning of this which was you know when you guys were first getting together as a couple it was those differences that really drew you together in the first place and I think a lot of times when people get into those heated discussions or arguments that they forget that it was it was those differences that first attracted you to that person and so why why would you put them on the defensive for who they are
0: it's an unfortunate human tendency that we are attracted to what we need. We need someone to expand us beyond who we are. And a good couple, you bring out the best in each other. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, once we get in there, we <laughs> tend to want to clone the other person because it's easier. It's like clone ourselves, I mean, as yeah. the other person. Because it's just easier when you sit down at the tube that both of people want to watch the Discovery Channel. It's a little more challenging when one of you <laughs> wants to watch Lifetime and the other one wants to watch... Blue, yeah, <laughs> you know, or the same thing in the, in the voting booth or whatever, so it's it's more that you know we kind of fall into that, well, it makes things easier, but easy isn't always what makes for a thriving
1: couple, yep and and sometimes respecting what the other person feels can be challenging, um like let's say when you feel you need some alone time, uh but you're afraid of bringing that up because you don't want to hurt your spouse's feelings.
0: Yeah, and you know that can be very true. Often during the courtship and even the first few mar- years of marriage, we'll kind of um, set some of those needs aside in in just the joy of of being together and wanting to make the couple work and all that. But then those needs, if they're if they're deep, will come back. Mm-hmm. And now you know you've gotten into a habit where you don't jog every morning or you don't take that alone time or whatever, and you're you're kind of scared of bringing it up. And my thought at that point, Steve, is, is, okay, if you're scared of bringing it up, you're afraid it's somehow going to offend or distress your spouse, that's what you say 1st uh-huh. You start with, honey, there's something I want to talk about, but I'm kind of scared of bringing it up because I don't want you to take it wrong. Gotcha. And usually, honey, will turn around and go, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they've been warned. So they're much less likely to be listening with a defensive ear. Uh-huh. They're more likely to going, okay, I don't know if I'm supposed to worry yet, but okay, I'll be open. And then it's much easier from there to talk about, you know, when I was on my own, I really enjoyed jogging, I don't know, every day or three times a week or whatever. I enjoyed alone time, and Mm -hmm. I haven't been doing that because I really want to be with you. I still love being with you. I'm feeling, you go on like that, and, you know, 10 to 1, your spouse is going to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. You may have to modify your individual thing a bit, but not... Throw it
1: out. Yeah, and I think that that the alone time—I think that's a big one too. It is. Or, or having your alone activities that you enjoy and things, things of that nature.
0: Right. You know, like for guys, it's often, you know, that baseball game on Saturday afternoons with, with the guys. And for a gal, it may be, you know, her quilting circle or, or just literally taking a walk by yourself because that just feels good. Mm-hmm. And if you bring up right away, I'm, 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 I'm afraid of bringing this up. I'm afraid of talking about it because I don't want you to think that somehow I don't like being with you. I, I, don't, I love you less, which mm-hmm. is a big fear. Um, talk it through. Talk it through.
1: Okay. I mean, so, I mean, when when you keep you keep bringing this up, it's, you know, we've got to talk about these things. you got to express your, I mean, we're really talking about good communication here.
0: Yes, we are. <laughs> and it's, you know, what you give is what you get. In other words, if when your spouse comes to you saying, you know, I, I, I haven't wanted to do it. I haven't wanted to take time away from us. But, gee, I'm kind of feeling like I need to go out and, you know, do stuff in the garden or raise a... A potato bed, or whatever it is that he wants to do on his own, then you give that to him. In other words, it's it's a two way process. That's good communication.
1: Mm-hmm. And and you know, and letting them do um, their own thing. Um, is it okay? Is it appropriate for you to jump in and say, "Oh, you know, that sounds like fun. Uh, would you mind if I participated with you?"
0: Absolutely not. That's perfectly fine, as long as you're okay with the other person saying, hmm, I kind of like to do this on my own, or hmm, yeah, that'd be fine some of the time, but some of the time I'd really like to be on my own. Okay. So, you know, sometimes it's it's very much a, a thing where you end up doing it together, but sometimes it's a thing where you need to respect that the other person is simply trying to be more of who they are to share that with you, not... To somehow wall you out, but to bring to you then the richness of who he or she becomes because of doing that activity.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of times, um, you, like, i getting wrapped, kind of wrapping this whole thing up. A lot of times we forget somebody might have been doing this for 10, 15, 20, 30 years before we even met them. And right. they have, that's their solitude, that's their alone time that they kind of get into a room and paint or draw or play music or whatever and and that's their. and they come back to you
0: refreshed and and bigger if you will
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah so uh noelle um i I think we have uh helped people become their individual selves comfortably again um i certainly hope so. so uh that's gonna wrap it up for us this week so thank you very much for your time
0: Thank you, Steve. It's always a
1: pleasure. It's a pleasure too on this end. Um, and for you guys listening, you are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker, and author of nine best selling books. Her most recent is Your Man is Wonderful, and you can find more on that book at YourManIsWonderful.com. You can also get more information about Noelle at her website, WonderfulManWonderfulYou.com, and that's all spelled out. And you can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well at Hitched Media. And uh, lastly, before we go, um, I mentioned this in the last podcast. Um, this is actually probably new for you, Noelle. We just launched a, uh, a shop on the Married Life Network. Oh, um, Yeah, it's with uh, Cafe Press, and so we have. Um, You know, so you can share your hitched love out there. So it's got all sorts of stuff. It's got T-shirts and sweatshirts and bags and water bottles and you know, you name it. It's in there right now. And we're adding new designs all the time. So check back often. And um, if you have any ideas, um, we're we're happy to implement those as well. So give it a give it a look and uh, let us know what you think.
0: Sounds fantastic.
1: Thank you. Uh, So uh, one last time, Noel. Thanks again, and we'll do this again soon. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say
0: one thing to my wife who's home.
1: Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly
0: got the idea. They feel free to express love worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table hitched entertains educates and inspires married couples